So hello and welcome to the next episode of my podcast, Dating Tips for Single Women. I'm your host, Antje Boyd, founder of findoneelite.com. And today we have Jonathan Asley with us today. And he's going to really illuminate some yummy secrets that you want to know about, ladies. So Jonathan is known as America's leading midlife dating and relationship coach. He is a defender and protector of women's hearts around the world. He helps women transform from attracting Mr. Wrong into finding their Mr. Right. Jonathan is a successful entrepreneur, coach, speaker, and author of Unlocking the Male Mind, Finding Love Online, and Why Men Pull Away, Three Ways to Keep Him Close. Jonathan is like a guy spy to the male mind who truly understands the way a single or divorced man thinks and acts. He's a master of helping women recognize and distinguish the difference between men who are emotionally unavailable from those who are truly ready for love. So welcome, Jonathan. Oh my gosh. Well, thank you so much. I'm so honored to be part of your program. Can I just reach over and give you a big oh, hug? I'll give you a hug. <laughs> it's not that often that we have a man on the podcast and just really give us like the real insight, not what we women think, how men think, right? Oh but my gosh. The way you women think will drive you women crazy. You know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But I always tell my women, you know, let's go to the source, you know, just really interview a man who has experience, you know, and the insights. And I I am blessed in that regard, you know, that I'm able to come from this, from that perspective of the way men view women. And and truthfully, I mean, most men have a good heart. You know, I want to speak to the ladies out there. Most men have most men have good hearts. Most men are good guys. They're just a little bad at dating, you know. They've got <laughs> bad skill sets and whatnot. And you know, I know all of you would love that in charge alpha male knows what he wants, blah blah blah. But you know what? Those guys aren't really the best to be in a relationship, anyways, because all they care about is their work and not their ladies. So let's talk about all those other good guys out there that just are a little bit bad at the dating process. Oh, I love that, Jonathan. What a reframe, right? There's good guys out there that just need a little support. They just need a little skill, a little yeah. compassion, a little communication, right? <laughs> yeah. And how you know, to. It's kind of a shame because, in one sense, there's so much negativity about men, and that feeds right into you know our talk today, which is you know if I you mind me saying the title, the five myths yeah. of men over forty. Yeah. Because you know there's so much misconception going on, and there's so much expectation, and in some ways entitlement and whatnot. And this is why people are frustrated in the dating process because there's all these you know past you know past expectations and traditions and rules and. And that doesn't apply in the same way anymore, especially now that dating has transformed from meeting someone in your small town that you knew for a while and you got together and then got married, whereas now we live in big cities and we have internet dating and Facebook and mobile applications and meetup groups and stuff like that. So there's coaches like you and I and so many others that are really here to help women just navigate the process better. Because yeah. You know, the reality is, is that no, none of us were raised in such a way to prepare us to be in a good relationship. 
because our parents were dealing with a much older paradigm and so was their parents and so forth and so on. So that's why we're here today and I want to a little bit unlock the male mind, help women out and hopefully, and for the ladies watching, I just want to say have a little more compassion yeah. and appreciation and, and trust me, if you do that, it comes back in spades. It really does come back in spades. So Aww. I just want to start with that. <laughs> Oh, that's so beautiful, Jonathan. And I'm sure the ladies are really wondering, you know, how does a man like you get into this and say, like, you know, did you just wake up one morning, roll out of bed, and you're like, I fought my mission. <laughs> I, you know, I, I, I know for a fact no man goes to college or goes to some training to become a dating and relationship coach. <laughs> I mean, sure to those people that go that are therapists and, you know, go from that route. You know, like many people that are like myself, I, or at least, let me backtrack, for me anyway, in 2005, I turned 40 years old and went through a divorce and found myself back out there and had no clue because I hadn't been single since the 1990s, which was decades and decades ago. <laughs> uh, and there's this thing called internet dating that was just blossoming. And I'm like, I thought it's great. You just plug in what you want. Someone would magically appear and be in a happy relationship. Went out on my first date, fantastic woman, real sweet, kind, really great date, but something wasn't right. Mm -hmm. Went out with another woman, real sweet, kind, something wasn't right. Went out with another woman, another woman. Another. In one year, I went out on over 100 internet dates. Wow. I, yeah, I know. And I realized what wasn't right was me. Something wasn't right with me. So I said, I want to learn about what's going on inside of me. So I started to do, started to read books about relationships and started to even seek a little bit of therapy and that sort of thing. I really was on a quest for self-knowledge. But what was happening, you know, I'm talking to women online incessantly. They're reaching out. We're just having conversations, not even meeting for dates. And they'd say, Jonathan, Will you check out my profile and help me make it better? So I look at their online dating profile and I say, do this, this, and this. Sure enough, they did it and all of a sudden they met great guys. Or they'd say, will you check out the guy's profile and tell me what you think? And I check out the guy's profile and tell them what they think. And then after a while, I'd get calls. I'm in a relationship. Oh my God, I'm engaged. I'd get all this great feedback and it was just fun for me. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so I read one of the women said, you got to write a book. You got to write a book. So I wrote a book about online dating. I put it up on a website and let me mind you, I was an insurance broker before this in 2005. Oh, wow. <laughs> I was so wrapped up in helping women understand men and attract love online that I, sh I got out of the business, started to do this full time in 2008 ish and haven't looked back. And now I've got marriages and engagements and living together and I've helped a woman in a wheelchair and a woman who has a mastectomy and lots of women with STDs and all this kind of stuff find love. So let me just tell you, it is absolutely possible. Ah, uh, I love it, right? So no matter what your limiting stories out there, ladies, you know, like Jonathan tells you right here, right now. Exactly. It's possible for you, no matter what, what you're going through, or what obstacle you supposedly have. And today we're going to actually talk about, because I'm sure what happens with the limiting beliefs, that we create myths, right? Or we read Cosmopolitan or other magazines and talk to girlfriends and grandmas, right? And, and so today we're going to talk about five myths for men over 40. 
So Jonathan, why don't you like, yeah, let's, let's talk about it, okay. right? Because, you know, there's, there's different, you know, paradigms that are out there when it comes to like men in different age groups, right? And to actually understand, no, wait, if he's over 40, he's going through a different set of mindsets and paradigms yeah. and how he thinks and how he lives. So why don't you illuminate us a little bit more? Sure, sure, sure. You know, actually, I did a podcast or I did a program called The Nine Myths. So I didn't want to overwhelm your audience. So I picked the five, you know, kind of. We'll have to have you come back. Yeah, so. But, um, you know, the first myth about men, and, and by the way, my demographics is, as you said, over 40. I, I call myself a midlife dating coach, and midlife represents after baby-making years and before retirement. So I'm probably a little bit older than some of your audience, because, um, but that's the age graphic I, demographic that I speak to, and I think it's kind of important to understand that a, a lot of biological changes start to happen to men when they hit midlife, you know, they call it midlife crisis, that sort of thing. And one of them is this notion that men are hunters. So the first myth are men are hunters. And while there, that is true, that's certainly more true for the 20 or 30 year old, because as a man ages, his, his testosterone levels drop. Mm -hmm. And so everyone says, well, men are hunters, men are supposed to be hunters, men take the lead, all that kind of thing. But one of the things that happens to midlife men is they don't have that same drive to be a hunter. And truthfully, we have to look at what the motivation of hunting is. A man sees a woman across the room at a bar or sees an online dating profile. Is he hunting a fully committed relationship where he's going to be tied down tomorrow? Absolutely not. <laughs> he's not hunting a relationship. If anything, he's hunting sex. So even that myth in and of itself, if it were true, it's not that he wants to be in a fully committed relationship with you. So this notion that men are hunters or men like competition and that sort of thing, that is not, that's a myth in the respects of when it comes to a fully committed relationship. That is not what we're after if we are hunting. And it's one of the reasons why I'm a proponent that in midlife, that women can certainly take the initiative as well. You can certainly ask a man out, you know, if you've seen him online or know him, you know, it doesn't, there's nothing wrong with saying, let's grab a cup of coffee and get to know one another. This, this idea that men have to take the lead might make, might make you miss out on some really good men or even just suggesting after a first or second date, say, hey, I really had a great time with you. Can I show my appreciation? Because men don't necessarily have the same drive as they do in their 20s or 30s. So that first myth is men are hunters. Wow. And I love what you say to, to even like let go of this whole myth of that they're hunting for a relationship. Yeah. Right? It's kind of like ideal dream, right? Like, yeah, they want a relationship and they want to have a wife and they want to have babies. And it's like, no, if they are coming from a hunting space, right? Like they're just hunting for one thing. <laughs> <laughs> so even, if true, even if we want to say it's true, it's not like they're hunting relationships. So, you know, there's an old saying, men are the gas and women are the brakes, you know? <laughs> oh, I'm with that one. Okay. Yeah, and what that basically means is they are hunting sex. Your job is to put on the brakes. So, um, <laughs> You know, and that leads me to the second myth, because there's this kind of myth that men are only looking for supermodels, you know, that we're only looking for the most gorgeous woman out there. Mm -hmm. And we see that in online dating profiles where men in their 50s put down that they want 20 or 30 year old women and stuff like that. And from an ego perspective, that is true. 
the ego wants a supermodel, okay? Mm -hmm. but, the con but the reality is they're not going to be getting them, you know, even if they desire it, it's not what they actually want, you know, on some level, maybe on that ego primal brain side that to be true, but in reality is, is we're realistic. We just want someone we're attracted to. So it's just so long as we're attracted to that person and we feel like there's some chemistry, that's what matters most to us. And by the way, this is a vice, this is a two-way street when it comes to attraction and chemistry. So the idea that it's the supermodel and that sort of thing is a little bit extreme, you know, from that mm -hmm. perspective. Mm -hmm. And then, and then other women could say, well, but you know, he's only going to be, you said like, you know, whoever he's attracted to, but you know, where he feels the chemistry with, but he feels the chemistry with women that are looking like supermodels. So then what kind of women do they feel the attraction to and the chemistry with? You know, we, we might like to look, you know, there's, you know, the reality is, is we're all going to look, you know, and women look at attractive men as well, you know, but that doesn't necessarily mean that's what we're on the hunt for. If we go back to that hunter analogy, <laughs> because we just want someone that we're attracted to, that we feel good around, that we enjoy being with. That's the most important thing. So I, and that's just kind of an extreme myth that's out there because mm -hmm. I hear that from women all the time. But the reality is in the average guy, is just happy when someone gives him attention. You know, he's happy when someone wow that just gives him a compliment or shows some enthusiasm or shows some appreciation. And when that happens, he's like, oh my God, I will melt in your, you know, I will melt, you know? Oh, wow. Well, ladies, I hope you're hearing this, right? You don't have to like turn yourself into a pretzel. All what it takes is a little bit of appreciation goes a long way. Right. I have an acronym that I use, and it's called ACE. Mm -hmm. So it's A-C-E, and the mm -hmm. A stands for appreciation, the C stands for a compliment, and the E stands for enthusiasm. So if on a first date or even in an online dating email, you know, where you're exchanging you know, emails with one another, you show a little bit of appreciation. By, and by the way, not the words thank you. Thank you is a little overused. So yeah. even if a guy takes you out and treats for a date, I want to I want to give everyone a suggestion. Instead of saying thank you for you know, taking me out, say I really appreciate that you took me out. I'm really grateful. Mm. Gratitude, grateful, and appreciation lands much greater than the words thank you because thank you has just been so bastardized. You know, yes, it net doesn't carry the weight anymore. So, ladies, you want to shift energy? Use the word appreciation. Next, compliments. You know, ladies get compliments every day. Oh, my God, that's such a cute dress. Oh, I love the way your hair looks. Oh, that's such a cute purse. Guys get zero, zero compliments in any given day. So if you compliment a guy on the way he looks or what he's wearing or his hairstyle or you're easy on the eyes, that sort of thing, bam, he lights up. And so men get very little compliments. So for the woman that does compliment a man, like I was, at a, I was at a business seminar and this one woman said to me, she goes, you have an amazing voice. And I was like, do you want to go on a date? <laughs> I mean, and by the way, I'm, I'm in a relationship and she's married, but it was like, that's all she had to say, you know, it was, God, you have such an amazing voice. And so, and, and that leads us to the last piece of enthusiasm. You know, with enthusiasm, you know, it's like, wow, you're good looking. 
wow, you're really good looking. You know, I mean, there's a different energy when you come to nice. people with enthusiasm, with excitement, you know? So I just want to remind everyone, ACE, A-C-E, appreciation, compliments, and enthusiasm. It goes a long way. And by the way, for, you know, for the guys, every guy out there will melt. I promise you. It's like that's the easiest way to get us to melt. Ah, oh, that's so great. So all they have to say, I love your blue shirt that you're wearing today. It still matches your eye color, right? So. <laughs> you know, just, you know, ideally, you know, the thing is, it's one thing to compliment the clothes or whatnot, because that's certainly one level of showing compliment. And then if you go that next level, for example, wow, you're much better looking than your pictures. So now you're complimenting the looks, you know, mm -hmm. and men like to feel proud and peacocks and that sort of thing. Or, wow, those are big muscles or something like that. Right. So one thing to compliment what we're wearing and that sort of what we're doing, but you go to the looks and bam, you're going to second base. No, I'm just kidding. And then if you go to voice, you go like to, you know. <laughs> you get a date. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right away. Um, oh, that's so awesome, Jeff. I could talk with just that way. So what's, Myth number three. Three, number three. Well, you know, there's this myth, and, and I, I intentionally put this number three because men are commitment folks. You know, while it is true that there is a percentage of the male population, and quite frankly, the field po female population, that is avoidant to commitment. They are genuinely, internally, absolutely scared to death, okay? Mm -hmm. And if you look at the root of where that comes from, I promise you, whether it's a man or woman, they had a major trauma in their childhood. Yeah. They had a major trauma. Maybe they were abandoned by both their parents. Maybe there was a, or by one or both parents. Maybe there was some trauma that happened in their life. But someone who's genuinely, absolutely commitment phobic. Right. They had a trauma. And it probably represents 10% of the population. And I'm making that up, so don't hold me to it. The vast majority of men, when they are happy in a relationship, they begin to do what's known as nest, N-E-S-T. They nest into a relationship. Most men, when they feel good with the person they're with, they'll nest into a relationship, which basically means they're not going anywhere. And here's where the confusion lies because there's this expectation because women oftentimes is, where's this relationship going? Where's this relationship going? Where's this relationship going? You know, they're always constantly, and it's like, I don't know where it's going. You know, I don't, because in the midlife realm, the vast majority of people are coming off of divorce. 75%, and this is, this is um, anecdotal, 75% of singles between the ages of 45 and 65 are divorced. So oftentimes that desire to get married doesn't have that same rootedness in it as someone in their 20s or 30s. So there is no game plan on where it's going for most men. So it might appear that they're commitment phobic, but I'm going to tell you something. When they're in a relationship and they're happy, they're not going anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so, so there's a misconception about the idea of what commitment really looks like. And i got to tell you something, Nia. Um, I talk to women all the time that come to me, Jonathan, I'm in a relationship and I want more commitment. I go, great. What does that look like for you? Well, I just want more commitment. I'm going, great. What does that look like for you? But I just want more commitment from my guy. I'm like, great. What does that look like? And they can't explain it to me. And I'm like, well, if you can't explain it to me, 
how the heck is the guy going to know what you right? need? <laughs> then you're, all you're saying is you want more of something. You don't even know what it looks like. Right. Does it mean that you want to go from three days a week seeing each other to four? That's something. Does it mean you want to move in together? That's something. Does it mean you want to spend time with his kids or something? That's something. But when you just keep saying, I want more of something and I don't know what it looks like, it's you're the issue, not the guy. Right. It's so true. And that's what I really find too, Jonathan, like with, with the hundreds of women that I talked to and interviewed when I ask them, like, how do you know that you have that? They're like, that's a good question. I never asked myself that question. I'm like, well, then how do you know, how do you know that you don't have it already? <laughs> you know? So you know, I, get, I get the sensitivity to wanting some sort of, you know, there is a survival component with women where you want to be uh, mated with a man so you know that in the long run that you will support each other financially and that sort of right. thing. And so I get that. But here's the thing. There's no guarantees anyway. You know, someone could die. Someone could get sick. A lot of things can happen, right. which is a reminder that we have to take care of ourselves first. Mm -hmm. It's like when you get on an airplane and they say, you know, in the case of cabin pressure dropping, you know, and you're traveling with a small child, put the oxygen mask on yourself first and then your child. It's the same with life. You have to start with your own oxygen mask on. Yes. Not put the expectation on someone else because there's no guarantee that they're going to be there, not out of choice, but just out of life circumstances. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, totally, totally. And what's myth number four? This, is, this myth is actually brought on by men. <laughs> so, <laughs> men are on this myth. so women might not men even is, know about it. <laughs> yeah, so, so it's that men are simple. <laughs> and, and, you know, on some level, men are simple. You know, I mean, in relationship to women. Have you ever seen that meme where there's a picture of an uh, 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 airplane cockpit? And under the woman's, and there's a, it says woman, and there's all these gadgets and buttons and things like that. And mm -hmm. then they show the airline cockpit of a man. And it's just an on-off switch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and to some level, there's some truth to that. But the reality is, is men aren't simple. We might want to convince you that we are, but, but we are complex. And because men today are going through a complete shift in evolution. You know, that old paradigm where men were the predominant provider protectors. They were the only ones out on the workforce and everything they said goes, mm -hmm. you know, men, it, it was basically women were property and such now, and that shifted and men are now trying to find their place in this world in relationship. And, and I know that sound might sound like a bunch of hogwash to women, but this is a real reality that's happening there for this age demographic of the baby boomers. They don't know their place as well. In addition, and this is where the big one is as men age, their testosterone levels drop and their estrogen levels increase. Mm. And so what happens is they are now experiencing emotions in a whole new way. Mm. And most men are underskilled in how to express their emotions. So what happens is they are no, in, they are no longer sim simple because it used to be very simple. Men were from A, B, C, D, you know, point A, point A, B. Now it's like they're all over the map because they are learning how to really get in touch with who they are. So they can be incredibly complicated. They can be incredibly moody. They can be, un, you know, they can be uh, uncertain at times. 
So this myth that men are simple that we kind of perpetuate is not really true. Men are absolutely complicated at midlife. Oh, okay. Well, that's great. I don't know if that's good or bad news, ladies, but just so you know. <laughs> you no, know, it's just, I'm, I'm, I'm just identifying the misconception. I don't right. know. And it's right. just really to understand, again, we have to be compassionate for both sides. I you know, know. This, is, this is the biggest problem with dating. And, and whether, I don't care what age demographic you're dealing with is there so little compassion and gratitude because it's been replaced by expectations and entitlement. Yeah. You know, if you're expecting men to be a certain way, we will fail you every single time. If you act entitled that we are supposed to be a certain way, do you like the way I did that? Entitled, you know, uh, <laughs> you know, you know, we're going to let you down as well. So it's, it's really about having compassion because most people, they're just doing the best they can. Yeah. Man or woman. When a guy screws up in a relationship, believe me, he doesn't do it because he wants to do it intentionally. He's doing it because he's doing the best he can. And, so, you know, we can't read each other's minds and we can't really, you know, we're, we're going through our own internal stuff. And so there's lots of doubt and fear and uncertainty going on. And we're going to make mistakes. So, and, and what's also really lacking today is understanding. The reason why I coach women in particular about, you know, helping them to understand men is because the more you can understand the opposite sex, the better you can predict their behavior. And when you can predict our behavior, you will make better choices. So that's what I'm all about. Oh, that's so great. So it's more about like anticipate versus like be surprised about it and become reactive towards it. Exactly. You know, if, if you know there's quicksand in front of you, don't pretend like it doesn't exist. You know, you just yeah. walk around it. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, what's, what's the last myth? The fifth one, the fifth one. You know, okay, so here's the thing. Men know they want women. After that, we have no clue how to manage a relationship. So the, the myth is that men are supposed to set the tone of the relationship. I'm here to tell you, ladies, when you give that job to a guy, you're giving it to the wrong person. <laughs> women are much better containers of how a relationship should be done because men know one thing. We want women. After that, we don't know what to do next. So it's more about so they know how to get a relationship but not how to keep it. So when it comes to sustaining it and to source it, it's actually up to the woman. I, it's absolutely up to the woman. And, and I don't mean this to be in any controlling sense. No, 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 no. Yeah. About in, it's really about inspiring, inspiring a man to what makes you happy. Here's the thing about men. Most of the time when we're in a relationship, once we get, we, remember I said we want women. After that, we don't know what to do. But we know one thing. We want to make you happy. So all you have to do is tell us what makes you happy. And, but you'll, but, Women will say, well, Jonathan, if I have to tell a guy, then it defeats the purpose. Right. Do you want to be right or do you want to be happy, ladies? Yeah. <laughs> you know what? Just tell him this is what makes me happy and then see if he does it. Right. <laughs> you know? Yeah, but some women, well, I want a man to make reservations for dinner and I want him to take the lead. I'm like that. But you see, that comes from such an um, expectation and entitled energy instead of saying, you know, Hey, honey, I'd really like Chinese. I'd love to have sushi tonight. That's all you have to say. Then he'll go into the job and go, okay, he'll go on to Yelp and look up where's the best sushi place. He'll go on open table and he set the reservation, but you made it easy for him. You, 
you inspired him on what makes you happy and then you let him take the lead from there. Yeah. I think that's such a good takeaway, Jonathan, is really like allow them, set him up for a win. Yeah. Right? You know, if you, if you set your man up for, for, for a lose, so you, don't, you feel better or you can let out your other emotion that you were dealing with all day, because yeah. I have a whole philosophy why women do that, right? Um, that's, well, it's not going to move the relationship forward. And you're certainly not going to get more commitment out of it. No, right? no, no. Awesome. So those are the five, you know, little myths about men over ah, But of course, we want to know the other ones the next time. But we're already out of time, Jonathan. So I'm sure the women Here's are like, oh, they're, eating out. <laughs> <laughs> they're eating out of your hands and, and um, loving your voice, right? And so, so what, what, if, what, what about the women that say, my God, I really want to learn more about those myths and, you know, to learn yeah. more about it things from a man perspective from Jonathan. Well, first off, I want to thank you so much for allowing me to speak to your audience. And, and you know, if your community would like to learn more, I think I'm going to offer some free gift if you press a button right here. I'm sure there's going to be something where um, I've got my program called The Five Qualities a Man Seeks in a Soulmate. Mm -hmm. And this is a short audio. You press the button right here and you click on it. It'll take you to my website. Um, or you can surf my website for all my other free advice that's on there. But the five qualities a man seeks in a soulmate. Here's the thing. When you remember I said earlier about understanding, when you understand how men make their choices, then you can say, well, this works for me or this doesn't work for me. Mm -hmm. And I guarantee you all men need these five important things before they're ever going to surrender to love. Let me repeat that. Before they ever surrender to love, they need these five important things. And that's what men take that next step into partnership. Because without those five things, it isn't going to happen. So that's what I've done. I've made it really simple. Press that button, click the audio, get it. And um, you'll learn how men shift to partnership. Wow. Instead of like just, <laughs> and instead of just kind of like talking with your girlfriends about what they could possibly want, you can just get that five five qualities that, that men, men are looking for in you uh, that they need to know you have before you enter, before they enter a relationship, before they even consider entering a relationship with you. Never. Without these five things, or if, if you're only running on four, you're gonna, it's always going to be, well, later, later, later. You need these five things, and guys will then surrender to love. Oh, wow. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Jonathan. So much juiciness. Like, I got to bring you back. We want to hear more. Wow. But for now, <laughs> for now, we're out of time. But thank you so much for being on the podcast and for thank sharing you. your, your wisdom from the male perspective and just really being such a main contributor to creating peace between the genders. Thank you. I'm grateful to be on your show and show, if you will, the podcast. Podcast, and, yeah. And I support you 100%. You and your guy are doing great work out there, so thank you. Oh, thank you, thank you. And thank you to listeners. And again, this is Antje Boyd, founder of findoneelite.com, and I'll talk to you next time.